Are you okay? Yeah, uh, it's just, um, I hate Mannheim Steamroller. Isn't there anyone else you can use? Come on, who am I going to use if not the Steamroller? I don't know, the ACDC? ACDC. Robert, do you have any idea why they call them Mannheim Steamroller? Because they rock so hard, so festively, that steam comes out of your brain as it melts. Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast, and oh, uh, uh, this just in, I think we have a very special announcement. John, do you have something you want to share with the listeners? I wouldn't call it special, but you may legally begin celebrating Christmas now. I don't approve of it, but I respect your right to do so. Thank you, Eeyore. That's right. It's December 1st. Welcome to Christmas season, officially. If you waited till December 1st, congratulations on being a good, sane person. Yay! If you started decorating in November, make better choices and think about your life. Chris, can we edit in some, like, fun jingle music or something to celebrate this momentum occasion? You mean jingle music different than the jingle music we use to lead into the podcast? If possible, yes. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) we either did or we didn't. I don't know if we exhausted the public domain for jingle music with the one, but if it exists, not as many options as you might think. Do a different kind of bell. Like, go from slay to jingle. What is the difference in your mind between the two? The the thing they're on. <laughs> like, a sleigh bell is on a non-fixed thing. Like a little leather strappy boy. That doesn't mean they and make then, a different sound. And then a jingle is like what you would use for a shitty little kid in a band class, and it's on a stationary stick because they cannot be trusted. But it's still the same kind of bell. You don't. We don't know that. Are you a bell maker? I'm not a bell maker. I don't presume things about the bell industry. Chris, we're gonna have to ask you to reserve judgment until you do your like thorough research. John seems to know more information than I do. And I'm not going to refute him. Well, if there's a bell maker out there, please email us at Yuletide TV to correct us on the difference. You have to include one question about Digimon for Chris as well, or he won't answer. You also have to include the intro music for a CSI show and really break down the difference in the bell sounds. And do you, yeah, actually, that'd be pretty sick. Can you do it? <laughs> that'd be, as, that'd be awesome. And do it, do it while doing a Jeremy Renner impression. <laughs> <laughs> bonus bonus points for that is that your bell is that a mark Wahlberg? what I... if there is super fans and you want to buy a stuff for christmas send me all of his camping stuff <laughs> i presume it's presume it's garbage but i want all of it jeremy renner's special camping collection available on amazon we'll take whatever you want to send us it'll be on i'll make a wish list for it <laughs> for a second i thought you meant a make-a-wish for it i was like i don't think any of us are really deserving <laughs> speak for yourself uh, <laughs> oh, it's also pretty shitty make-a-wish <laughs> go, go weird i want with jeremy, jeremy renner's camping gear do you want jeremy renner to come camping with you god yeah. no <laughs> keep him away from me <laughs> he can stay at home <laughs> I assume this camping gear is going to smell like his cologne anyway, and that's enough. Do you want him to come with you? No, I want him to get to work on making the town, too. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Town, too. Bust out of hell. No, Brian, don't spoil it.
I like how this is supposed to be a podcast where we watch and review a random Christmas episode, and yet we cannot escape Jeremy Renner, no matter how hard we try. I like how you seamlessly threw in the intro while also doing a a, a scathing remark towards us. This is what happens when you let when you make me make special announcements. This is on you, man. This is the eighth episode, and you know what? I'm just feeling it. This is the one. This We're going to change it up. We're going to bring a little different energy to this one. And, you know, it's maybe not just going to be as cookie cutter as the first ones are. We figured it out. We know what we're doing now, kind of, maybe. We'll see. But, you know, we can just let it go. You know, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, Chris, is after seven episodes and 12, or 12, or seven seasons and 12 episodes, How I Met Your Mother still didn't figure it out. So still did not. We got time, baby. Well, we're certainly going to talk about that today as we get into this episode of the Yuletide TV podcast. I'm excited it's December. John's about the same. Brian, how are you doing? You know, it's December. I'm happy. I since I have been given legal authority to celebrate Christmas, I'm going to do so. So Merry Christmas, Chris. Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas, Brian. Happy holidays, Brian. I'm glad you're not dead. Bitch. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah, I'm I'm glad everyone's alive. Is there anything special any of you guys are going to be doing to kick off December 1st? I'm going to watch Clue. (laughs) Watch Clue so much. Watch Clue, the town, then Clue. (laughs) wow maybe we'll find some new bits in this episode who knows probably not nope those are the only bits (laughs) when they're so strong uh we are gonna put up our christmas tree soon though wow that early it's december man we do a thing in this household um october is reserved for uh scary movie nights and uh we go through a number of them and uh it's no exception for christmas for christmas movies uh, last year, we watched Home Alone while eating a very large cheese pizza and ate a lot of candy. Sounds a little gross, but also very nice. Uh, my stomach was very upset. Yeah, we're old, man. We can't do that it didn't anymore. Do it, yeah, no. uh, do you have to like climb trees or mountains to get trees? Uh, no. We climbed over a snow mound in the Target parking lot. Oh. Well, and then, yeah, we just got that. Okay. So I just have to climb into the closet and pull out the tree again. I mostly just ignore Christmas until December 20th and then next day Amazon gifts to people. Nice. Because I hate local economies, I guess. And also, <laughs> I this holiday is so inconvenient, man. <laughs> John John wants nothing more than to des- than to destroy your small business this holiday season. <laughs> Is he destroying or is he helping by not being another goddamn customer? No, I mean, they want your money. <laughs> Everyone wants your money, bro. No, the I top rem- brass wants the money. Us folks down at the bottom, we just need the work. <laughs> That's, I, you know what? He's right. But, <laughs> you know, but I do remember how, how really defeated everyone at work looked when Black Friday stopped making a lot of money. It was kind of metal, but it was also, like, probably a bummer for brick-and-mortar stores. 
Speaking of bummers, how about this episode? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seamless transitions. Yes. Yeah. God, you were on you're on fire tonight with those, man. This episode made me as sad as when they told me I was too tall to be a pole vaulter. Oh. It was a sad day for all of us. And also when I was they know they were like you're very unathletic. And I was like, "Oh." It's like you're unathletic. <laughs> So, like, you know, like how, by the way, uh, the only smart one is Willow from Buffy, because she was, like, she gave the, the correct suggestion, which, had, did you just try to slouch? Or, no, that was Marshall. Sorry. Good job, Jason Segel. Because, yeah, like, yeah. when I do the water ski competitions, when I do the partner lifting stuff, you have to be within a certain height of each other, and we are slightly disproportionate, because hmm. uh, she is a munchkin. So I have to slump my shoulders while she tiptoes, and no one just checks twice. So they're just like, this looks a- looks about right. And we're like, yes. Yes, it does. I like how you put it on her instead of yourself. Instead of saying, I'm too tall and a giant, you went, she's a munchkin. I'm normal height. She's not five feet tall. That's on her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we look forward to your letters. Yeah. Send your letters to... John Weeding. Yeah, yes. you know what? You can't reach the mailbox to send them. I'm not worried. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, as we've already mentioned, today we watched an episode of How I Met Your Mother. This one called... <laughs> Symphony of Illumination. Which is Ooh. the... 12th episode of the series 7th season that originally aired on December 5th, 2001. And because it's a Christmas episode, and because we're covering on this podcast, you know it's going to be easy to stream, so you can go find that one on Hulu if you'd like to watch it for yourself. It took me a while, admittedly, to remember, oh yeah, it's on Hulu, not Netflix. Used to be on, it was on Netflix for a good long while. Now on Hulu, yeah. yeah. So there's a little PSA for you this holiday season. I just assumed network TV Hulu. That's your, that's your life hack. So, as we always like to do, if you guys aren't following along and watching these for yourself, which, hey, I'm not going to blame you, we'll give you a little idea of what happened in this one. The episode begins with a slight variation on the typical Hymium opening, as Robin narrates a story to her future children instead of Ted. It's a story about Robin telling the kid's father, Barney, that she's pregnant. Barney is excited, but Robin is a little distraught, So at her trip to the doctor, it's revealed that she's actually not pregnant. Both Robin and Barney are elated, but during a follow-up, she discovers not only is she not pregnant, but she can never have kids. She avoids telling any of her friends, but they still sense something is wrong. She walks home alone in the park and twist! We find out the kids she's been talking to have been imaginary the whole time. She goes home to find Ted has put together a synchronized light display to cheer her up, and Bob Saget tells us that Robin went on to lead a rich and fulfilling life surrounded by people who loved her. Yeah, man. that's Thanks, Bob Saget. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking to your fake children, you should have maybe sought fulfillment elsewhere in your life. But whatever, man. Whatever the episode tells us happened. It's a, it's a low point in her life, man. Who knows how any of us would uh, react to that kind of news. And, uh... You might just end up talking to kids you'll never have. <laughs> Probably. I'd like to think not. I like to think I have some 
some wherewithal. I just think like this that's just the structure of how I met your mother. Hey, hey there, children, let me tell you a wildly inappropriate story. But this time, hey there, imaginary children, let me tell you a wildly inappropriate story. So like maybe that's better. Maybe it's like better to tell your fake kids that you were cheating on a guy than your real kids. Yeah, I can see the logic behind that. Probably better not to have been cheating on the guy at all, but you know. If you gotta tell someone, tell your imaginary kids, I guess. Hey man, infidelity is a symptom, not a cause. <laughs> so cut cause of what you know you said this you said this before too and i don't really agree with this assessment i get what you're saying but i no don't one, necessarily no one happy agree in a relationship cheats on each other like no one who's like i'm having a really happy time i am 100 percent fulfilled in this relationship my partner meets every one of my needs well let me just try to fuck somebody like no one does that that's not how people work let's go to this show i don't i haven't watched this because it's really boring but like did was robin super stoked in her relationship was she happy is that why she started bone and barney because she was so thrilled with the other guy i I also they have a history yeah so so you probably no i'm just saying there's more there's more to it than the like she didn't she didn't go out and start having sex with a random guy i'm not and i'm not saying that robin's a shitty person i'm just saying that as a generalization i'm saying you can sleep with another person and cheat on someone and be a shitty person. I can also see what you're saying, but I don't think that what you're saying is the only way to view it. I mean, like, it, you don't, you're not a good person for cheating on somebody when you're unhappy in a relationship. That just means right. you have really, you probably have really bad communication skills because <laughs> you can't communicate what's going wrong enough to be like, I shouldn't be in this relationship. When her and Barney got together, was it in the back of a taxi cab? And were they, was it to a Pixie song? Do you remember, Chris? I think there's a... The flashback in this episode shows that they hooked up in the taxi cab, or at least the taxi cab led to them hooking up. I don't remember Mm -hmm. the music that was playing over it, no. Okay, yeah, no, then, yeah, it was the Pixies. (laughs) Okay, all right, great. All right. That's it. You got it. I'm glad we figured that out just Just because you decided. Just wanted you to know. Oh, and also the, 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 the boyfriend that she cheated on. Uh, was Cal Penn? Yes, it was Cal. Well, Penn. that's a that's unfair. I you shouldn't cheat on a good actor with a bad actor. Well, okay, <laughs> I think that's unfair because I think that uh, Kobe Smulders is acting her ass off in this episode and is surrounded by people doing atrocious acting. <laughs> I've decided Neil Patrick Harris is empirically bad at this point. So this is because you watched Gone Girl, right? Well, he's bad in Gone Girl, but this like I accept that that's not his environment, right? Like, a fish isn't badass on land. So it's like, oh, it's like I watched him in the water, and he was still, like, still bad. the, still like the <laughs> sixth best actor ever seen. What, what was that aquatic? What was that aquatic thing you saw? Did you go? Was it like a, like a Broadway or? No, this. He's talking about this. <laughs> he's talking... he's a sitcom actor. I guess he's like he's pretty good in Doctor Horrible, so like that's maybe more his scene. I think you could just say musicals. That's why he's okay in um, series of unfortunate events because that's got some musical theatrical elements to it that he can ham it up real nicely and it works. Yeah, I maintain that this show has not held up over time, and 
wasn't even holding up by the time it got to its end. And I don't mean that because they like wrote a poor ending or they shat the bed, Game of Thrones style. I just think it was never a great show to begin with. This is the correct take. This this is 100% the right take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the best thing in the show is Lillian Marshall because my boy Marshall's from Minnesota. And that's it. You know, you, and he gets what happens to people from Minnesota. Dunked on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Or just just being soft. Just being a soft Minnesotan. Wouldn't happen if he was from Green Bay, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and rein us back in because I think we're hitting on a lot of different points that could warrant their own discussions here. So let's let's start at the beginning, which is one, who's seen the episode before? And two, if you haven't seen the episode before, did you see the twist coming? Uh I'd like the record to reflect that my hand is raised. Like I said, I have not watch this at all okay (laughs) obviously you weren't very entertained you've said it's boring but like did you see the twist coming what like how did you feel about the twist that was kind of i guess neat i guess i sort of saw it coming maybe i guess actually what i thought the twist was going to be was like and i was getting ready to be mad because i thought the twist was going to be like you weren't pregnant and you guys cut me off because i meant to say you were pregnant with twins Oh, that would have been good. That's what I thought like, the twist was, because there's like two kids the same age, so I did not see... I didn't expect her to be schizophrenic, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. But who could have, really? This is a really bummery episode to talk about and be funny about. Finish it! Because like, the resolution of it, isn't it kind of like, she can't have kids, it's very clear she's just been saying she doesn't want kids and clearly wants kids, and then she has to like reconcile it and then they're just like oh but now babies are still cute aren't they it's like oh man you poor guys (laughs) like i don't think it's that she wanted to have kids i think it's just this idea that something is like off about your body how do i put this you've got two phones in front of you okay one's an older model one's a newer model it's one for the it's one for the plug and one for the hose I can already tell this analogy is going to be terrible, but please continue because I can't no, wait to see where stop. it goes. <laughs> no, no, and you need to finish it now. You're here. You go. Go, go, go. Ah, uh, fine. Jesus. Tell me about the phones, Brian. It's just like one phone has the ability to connect to Bluetooth and like the other doesn't. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Can we please pause and just, and just tell our female listeners, we are three dumb men and we don't know what we're talking about. And I apologize. No, but it's like, ah, fuck. Uh, can you cut this out? Can we get a girlfriend and wife reaction to the, to this oh commentary? Oh no. This is, this uh, is apparently why hey. we need guests. Let me, let me give you my two cents on this, which is that Robin Sherbatsky is a strong, independent woman. And so what, to your point, does she want to have kids? Does she not want to have kids? It doesn't really matter. She wants to be able to make the choice. And now that choice has been taken away from her. She, she is not in control of her own destiny anymore. You know, it's not so much the loss of not being able to have kids. It's the loss of like, oh, I've, I've always been the one in control of my life. And this is one thing I can no longer have a say in. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I apologize for my remarks if they seemed incorrect and insensitive. So you know how like women are phones? <laughs> that's that's the start of that's the start of Brian's tight five. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
Isn't Barney supposed to be like sixty or something too? Isn't that Why? like a what? Isn't that like a thing in this this show where he's super old? Yeah. No. I thought it was. I was gonna say like, well, that's that's good because he you shouldn't have children when you're of advanced age. His dad is John Lithgow. Well, that's good. Wait, is that true? And he's old. No, not Neil Patrick Harris, but Barney. Oh, in the in the show, in the show, yeah. <laughs> in the show, I like, yeah. I... It's like, how did I miss that? <laughs> Where have I been? <laughs> I'm like pretty sure this is an episode. Oh, just kidding. Fuck. Are I'm you wrong. sure it's not one of his many, many pickup lines? It's the other direction. He's, like, younger than they think he is or something. It's, like, a shitty episode plot for them. Because there's nine gajillion episodes of this show, and they're just out of ideas, and that's why their Christmas episodes become really sad, I guess. I do like the ending of this. The ending of the show being, at the end of the day, when you're really down, if you got good friends someone's gonna recognize it and instead of like trying to like figure out like if you don't want to talk about it they're just gonna do something to cheer you up that's that's nice that's wholesome that's a good takeaway i did like that it was gentle too like you know she was very firm you know they have this whole conversation ted's like oh it's my job to cheer you up and she's like dude back the fuck off no it's not and he gets taken aback by it so i like that he still did something, but it wasn't something overly intrusive. It's just like, hey, I thought this might cheer you up, but he's not trying to force himself or having a conversation or like buying tickets to Cleveland to go with his family anyway. Like I have seen this episode before, but one thing I noticed that I hadn't noticed before is that I like that it comes back around to ACDC at the very beginning, when Marshall is talking about setting up his lights, he gets all in on Mannheim Steamroller, and Robin's kind of like, Psh, who gives a shit? And he's like, what would you have? And she's like, ACDC. And then at the end, what do we have? ACDC. ACDC. I did, I did appreciate that little little tick to it after, after he's for sure going to jail for having children's pictures on his phone. But <laughs> at least he was a yeah. good friend during that. Can we can we talk about that B plot for a minute? I mean, yeah, it's real crazy and it gets uncomfortable. <laughs> so that's we didn't talk about this in the summary, but there's this whole B plot about Marshall going to his house and trying to set up this intricate Christmas light display, and he gets help from a neighborhood boy named Scott. And oh boy, Scott is a real piece of work because he traps Marshall on the top of his roof and proceeds to throw a party and blackmail him and impersonate him to his wife. So there were just a lot of bad things happening in that B-plot. Like, multiple felonies happened. (laughs) It was like a combination of Weekend at Bernie's and Project X. That poor Lily. That kid's like first pair of boobs he saw was like a pregnant lady. that's that's really fucked up. That's <laughs> he's gonna develop some weirdness in his life. Hey, hey, not weirdness. All right, we don't kink shame on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but we will child porn shame Brian. I mean, <laughs> I'll kink shame. I'll kink shame when he's doing it by crime. I will. I will okay. Crime, yeah. No, that's. Acceptable. I will crime shame. Yeah. 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 There is a line, and he crossed it. <laughs> <laughs> crossed it multiple times. I thought it was just gonna be like a cute like. He got him up on the ladder or whatever, and then he's like, I thought he's just gonna like get him stuck up there and be like, fucking loser. And then like that was gonna be like the end of the plot or something, and it was gonna be like, look how this cute, dumb, 
Midwesterner has to negotiate the world. And then it was just like, oh, no, we're going... We're going to some dark themes today, okay. Like, that's that's a choice we're making, I guess. It's just Long Island for you, man. Brian, Brian, please, please share more of your Long Island wisdom with us. Yeah. <laughs> Back in college, I know we used to call you Long Island Brian, but... You know you should never, you know you should never get in Long Island? Oh, a Long Island. Because <laughs> they get offended. It's just tap water and they throw it at your face and tell you to get out. Exactly. John's been there. <laughs> the other thing I didn't I didn't like about this B plot and kind of the episode as a whole, I feel like at the beginning of the show, you have like these characters are very normal. They're they're pretty down to earth characters, but as is the case with most sitcoms, as seasons progress, you know, you stop having actors playing characters and you just have them playing to the character that people expect them to be. And you really see them get dumbed down a little bit i think in this episode in particular everyone's just acting pretty stupid except robin who is like the only actual human being character in this show everyone else is just like a cartoon character of themselves i think that's why i don't feel this show holds up is because barney is the most egregious of them all because it's so constant throughout the show it's like the todd on scrubs there is an element of sexual harassment to it which is just there's some things that are not okay and then uh there's another element is that it's just too over the top i think everyone's like super over the top and they just kind of got by on having generally a pretty good cast for the most part it's it's a cbs primetime show right so like the jokes have to be as like digestible as possible you cannot challenge anyone ever you can't i guess i i you know what? I take that back because they did have a weird fucking dick pic plot. But like, yes. <laughs> so like when they're like, they need to get the jokes as like derivative as possible, at least for one character. And that is Barney. So when it's like insane Dwayne, remember when you got a girl to fuck you by saying boner. And then like the 16 year olds can be like, me, 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 me. That's what I was like as a 16 year old. That's for damn sure. That's that was my laugh. <laughs> that was my laugh. One more time. <laughs> I was Dr. Eggman. Or Robotnik. Robotnik, yeah. Imagine, like, if you did get a girl to bone you by saying only boner, and then you got her pregnant, though. That guy's got to live, like, a really child. I guess credit, you know what? Credit to Insane Dwayne for, for being old-fashioned. That's a wholesome man sticking by a woman he knew for one word after she said she was pregnant making it work you know and maybe co-parenting would have been healthier for him he didn't seem terribly happy but yeah but you, you know, know what? what to your point good for him not only did he stick it out had a couple more with her that must have yeah. worked out really yeah. well for everyone involved she must have had a great personality <laughs> so that's yeah pretty... good for you Dwayne. MV... episode mvp Dwayne. Dwayne, we salute you <laughs> be a Dwayne, not a barney Okay? Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up out there. Don't be a Ted either. Don't, like, try to give women plane tickets that don't want them. You can be a Lillian Marshall. They seem, like, reasonably, reasonably okay. I will say, du- Dwayne may be the stealth MVP, but I Rob- Robin is 
one of the top MVPs, I think, for me in this episode. And one of those reasons is because I found her very relatable as a Midwesterner. And I don't know if you guys did as well, but, you know, she's she's from Canada. And there's some similarities between Midwesterns and Canadians, not to not to overly generalize to any Canadian listeners out there. Watch what you're saying, okay, bud? Yeah, okay, bud. You want to have a scrap? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a scrap. Is it Tilly time? Whoa, hold on a second. Are you looking for a Tilly? Let's have a Donnybrook. All right. There's everyone else's right. there's everyone else's yeah. IP. Go on, Chris. What what I liked about it is the way she approached getting this bad news, which I thought was very Midwestern, which is like, eh, I don't I don't want to draw attention to myself. I I don't want to bother other people with my problems. Like I just thought like that's that is such a way that I live my life when something's bad is like I don't want to be a burden <laughs> to others. Like it's I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, I it's okay. I just can't pull vote, you know? I appreciate her thinking it through. I'm just being like, they're all annoying, though. I live in a world of cartoon characters. So my pole vaulting is done. That's all. I just can't slouch enough. I do like the ad. Everyone just, like, and I know it's their, their cartoons, but I do really like the, isn't that what everyone in Canada wants? Or, like, is that what everyone in Canada wants? Yeah, settle down with a guy, have a couple of kids, jump some poles. Like, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty great answer and like kind of fun deflection because she even mentions having having a family life you see i don't know man i i think i disagree with you guys on how to react i think what i would want to do would just be like sit down at a bar or whatever have a beer talk about it a little bit move on yeah but people like keep talking about it that's Chris, he's Chris. That's him being really Minnesotan. Those guys are kind of selfish. Plus, well, he lives. <laughs> plus, he lives in Salt Lake now. He's he's he yeah. hasn't lived in the Midwest for a number of years. It's probably rubbed off him. Yeah, there. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to how to problem cope, which is to let them eat you inside until they kill you. Yeah, you just bury it and you let it sit there, and then it just sits there forever, and you live with it, and you just feel bad all the time, especially at Christmas when you find out you can't have babies. Yep. What's the John Mulaney joke where it's like, all right, I'm going to take these feelings. I'm going to put them right here. And then one day I'll die. Yeah. Exactly. And then the feelings are, the feelings are gone. You can see, you can <laughs> see feelings in, in every Midwesterner, like occasionally, like anytime, like they're like to the bar first and they're alone and they have that one beer while they're waiting for their friends and they don't have anyone to talk to. You can see those feelings in their eyes. And that's the only time they're allowed to have them. That's the only time you can think about bad thoughts. Did a person ever have feelings if they aren't alive now to talk about it? No. Of course not. Yeah. Of course <laughs> the feeling- What the fuck <laughs> kind of tree falls in the wood bullshit is that? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it work. Apparently I can't make anything work tonight. So I'm just going to, you know, make offhand chuckles and agree with people. I don't blame this episode on us. I blame this episode on how I met your mother for being <laughs> That's so, so right, John. So unexciting that like we could not imagine mining it for comedy. Like we we tried. I have formed bits out of so many things. We've all we've all been making bits to the best of our ability of the series and I know Chris wanted new bits, but there's like no way to build a bit out of this. It's like here's a really simple here's a really simple network show. Let's make it sad. Here's a sad episode. And then also, let's throw in a B-plot with child porn. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah. hard to make bits out of, man. 
This is the toughest cookie we've had to crack, and we cracked some cookies. This episode reminds me a little bit of our previous episode where we talked about Frasier and... A couple days ago? Yeah. A couple days ago, and where we have a perspective on Christmas. You know, we have it starting out with Robin narrating as opposed to Ted. So really this whole episode is Robin's perspective on Christmas. So there's something a little telling in how she views her friends that there's this elevated one-dimensionalness to everything that's being relayed to us through her. That's terrifying. God damn. But yeah, he's very good at this. <laughs> We just oh, yell. That's why he's driving the show. <laughs> that's what an English major. Damn it! Is. If the man wants new bits, we get him new bits, John. I, I, there's no bits here. There's um, no bits well, other than that Minnesota is bad, but that's not a new bit. That's just a fact not. of life. Uh, if I also may make a statement for the record, I don't necessarily see myself as a child of Minnesota, but a child of the Midwest. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> all right. All right, Ugh. chosen one. God. Oh. God, it's like you all collectively took a swig of Pedialyte or something. You're just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's here's how you you know what? Everybody, you had to deal with this episode. Here's here's how you live life. When you're really hungover for Christmas Eve, Pedialyte. That's how you cure your hangover. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. It's too oily. Can't do it. It's too oily. Oh, man. Isn't it sugar? It's just sugar water, dude. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a viscosity to it I don't like. When I would have, like, the sicknesses from weight cutting, Pedialyte. Pedialyte writes the old tum-tum. There you go. I made your life better. You <laughs> dealt with this episode about a bad show, and I made your life better for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get to our final judgments, I feel like we would not be doing our our duty to this podcast if we did not take a few moments to talk about the Christmasness of this episode. So, how do we think this episode did dealing with the holiday season? The B plot was about Christmas. Sure was, um, <laughs> and so was the uh, main plot when she was drinking eggnog. I guess. I did like her walking around in the park by herself drinking eggnog. I mm-hmm. I don't know why I related to that, as I've never done it, but I did. <laughs> you, But you have been sad before, maybe. I don't know. So, so true. That's like a sad, that's a sad boy thing. I could see you walking up on the Capitol, just pounded some nog. Can't do, can't do eggnog. I hate, eggnog is garbo. It's gross. But yeah. It, uh, I can do, I can do a little bit. Small doses. It's not something I I'm gonna have in my fridge from today till Christmas, but a, a little a little nip here and there I don't mind. I'm straight shocked that there are people in the world that like get stoked about the holidays to be stoked about eggnog and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's like saying I'm really excited for Halloween this year because I'm gonna go all out on the candy corn. Cool. Yeah. Do you think they were just like ah when when should we write about Robin having a bad baby maker? They're like Christmas time. Is we got some openings there. The Marshall child porn plot isn't long enough. Like <laughs> Johnson, we need more runtime. I don't know that the Marshall child porn is gonna make it the whole twenty-two. What else have we got? Damn it! If if you sat someone down in a room um, and like put a different tone on this, you could make this sound like the darkest episode of television. 
Like this could be some David Fincher shit. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's pretty dark, and I feel like that's kind of why people were so cartoonish. They're like, "Oh, this is a pretty rough plot line to have as our a plot, so we better make everything else super funny." Even though they pretty much failed at that by like going too hard in that direction, and so you have this one very good plot running through, and like a very real thing that you feel for, and I think. You know, that's I think that's why they said it at Christmas to a certain extent. I mean, it's obviously to John's point, you know, mid season finale plot point that they're trying to like leave people like, oh, what's gonna happen next now that we know this happened? But I think it's also a little bit that they were trying to get some extra emotional pull by setting it around the holidays. What was the other mid season finale we watched? Is that full house? No, I mean I don't think any other episode we watched really set it up. I mean, that's kind of one of the interesting things. I mean, this is one of the most modern episodes we've watched so far. Actually, you know, it was kind of a mid-season finale. What? Digimon. I I think that's (laughs) when you might have said it was mid-season finale. And I was trying to remember. Oh, it was. It was because they had the spires at the end in the real world. And they're trying to figure out who this like who's controlling the spires now. Oh yeah, I was trying to think if there's like a core like anything that like could be tethered between those two, and like, no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that's really hard. <laughs> like where it's like, oh maybe this is just like a flaw with like the modern television design, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have talked about as much as we can on this one so let us give our final judgments as always we have three different ways we classify our christmas episodes we either call them christmas classics a pair of socks or a lump of coal what did you guys think of symphony of illumination i like don't have the energy to be vitriolic because this episode was is so unexciting i don't even want to to dignify it getting a lump of coal so it's a pair of socks. What? I get what you're saying. I nothing. I nothing this. Right? <laughs> yes. That's that's honestly how I felt coming out of this too. Where I was like, I don't know that. Like, I don't feel anything for this. So I, it's it's definitely not a Christmas classic. But I I don't like. It's not even bad enough to be a lump of coal. It's just so nothing. So I would also have to say a pair of socks. I think where it's just like it's the blandest whitest pair of socks that you're gonna own they're kirkland they're kirkland brand white socks <laughs> whoa hold on a second wait white socks yeah never mind we're good there i thought you were about to start shitting on their hiking like wool socks no just we're just the, the the 12 pack white ones that you know thigh high or not thigh high thigh, thigh calf, high calf 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 high Thigh high. They're thigh. Chris wears thigh high socks. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't know where things are on your body. <laughs> tweet at tweet at tweet at Chris for a nice calendar yeah. shoot in his thigh high socks. Show Chris where your thigh is. Don't do that. Don't be Scott. <laughs> Brian? No, I agree with you. It's fine like the first time it aired i'm gonna forget about it in two days oh see now that's that's the one place i'll disagree with you on i remember watching this episode when it came out when the show was on the air and loving it 
I was like, oh, thought really? this episode was like gangbusters because it just like it it got me with the twist. It was a part of the narrative that I wasn't expecting, and you know they switched it up with having Robin be at the center of it. So I was like all in on it, but the humor doesn't hold up, and once you know the twist, it doesn't it doesn't really pan out. Yeah, I think that's just most of how I met your mother. I think that's a fair point too. I remember when I when we were young and I really didn't like the show and you guys are really into it and I kept on going, that show's bad when you would try to make me watch it and you both would be like, No, it's so funny. How does it how does it feel? Brian is actually the one who got me into this show because I wasn't that much of a fan of it to begin with either. And then he started watching it. He would always have the DVDs, and I would be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll watch this. And I was like, this is pretty adequate. Like, this this gives me a few yucks here and there, and I'm a sucker for someone fi- trying to find true love. But as we've all now determined, that was that – was, our gut reaction was the right reaction. One second. I'm looking up a, a quote from House that I think appropriately summarizes How I Met Your Mother. This episode is lupus. house is talking to magician about like magic tricks and stuff like that and he basically says so it's not even from a christmas episode of house it's not even from a christmas episode (laughs) oh no 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 no, no. but he says if there's wonder before you know the trick and then you're bored with it afterwards was there any was there ever any wonder at all brian's just being real real philosophical today trying to be a little bit sure It's just this idea that, like, we know the show, we know who the mother is, we know the beats. I actually don't. Oh. Don't know who the mother is. Well, the mother was lovely. I thought it ended on, like, a dumb... I thought it was, like, a dumb dream sequence or something. No, she did. She did, is is the... Yeah, she died like she lived. Off screen. (laughs) Oh. Well, good for her, man. She didn't have her life ruined by us. Watching (laughs) it. Yeah, no, she got her. to be on that cool episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, that was a great episode of Black Mirror. Let's review yeah. that. Oh, it's not Christmas. <laughs> Black Mirror does have a Christmas episode. Yeah. Which is pretty good. John Hamm's in that one. Well, that does it for How I Met Your Mother. Should we tell the people what we're going to be watching next time? Oh, boy, please, please, please do. Well, Let's... we're going to try and turn this around a little bit. So put on your fezes and jump into the nearest police box. Because we're watching The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe from Doctor Who on Amazon Prime. Finally something to talk about! Yay! (laughs) At least something to react to. (laughs) God, these Matt Smith Christmas episodes, uh, they're good. Yeah, he's he's got some very, very good ones. And some not-so-good ones. That is Doctor Who, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's such a mixed bag. Is wide misses and big hits. All of our listeners are going to find out how nerdy we all really are. <laughs> yeah, right. Get, oh, be prepared. They, are you be ready? Prepared. They know. Are you ready for the world to see you as you really are? They already know. Yeah, that's true. We already did an episode about Digimon. We, oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> we have given detailed opinions on cartoons. Okay, as it is December 1st, you might have started your Christmas shopping, and if you're looking to get us a gift, why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, if you haven't already, on your favorite podcasting device or service, like iTunes or whatever. Yeah, just on something. 
John would yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. My mom will read them and like, come on, man. You got to say I did good for once. She's Yeah. <laughs> give the gift of positive reinforcement this Christmas. <laughs> give, give, the, give the gift in believing in me. And like also Brian and Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know another place you can give us positive reinforcement? Our email address, yuletidetv at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at yuletidetv. You can do that for all the fun things. Yuletide yeah. TV, the number one place for talking about Digimon. So true. <laughs> so true. You can also find yeah. updates on the show, other things and information you want to know a little bit more about us, that sort of stuff. YuletideTV.com is our website. It works. It's there. And have fun with it. Go nuts. Go make an elaborate light display to Clute. Or to a Ooh. Jeremy Renner song. Or to the generic sleigh bells I play at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> make, your, make your display to the, to the sleigh bells. You can use any lighting medium you want. Tweet it at Chris. I'll look at it. And I'll like all of them. You know what one of my favorite clickle articles is? Is someone made a, Chris, a synchronized Christmas lights display to the Coffee is for Closer speech from Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Make an elaborate light display to the part of the town where they murder those Puerto Ricans. God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, well, if there's ever a time to sign off, now would be it. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I've been Chris. We're glad you're, we're glad you're alive. We're glad you're... I'm also Brian. Oh, I did that too early. I'm John. Glad you're alive. <laughs> glad you're alive. We're all glad you're alive. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com. Hey guys, we're we're gonna need to we're gonna need to pause for one minute here because we got the train rolling through again. The Polar Express, Chris, is the Polar Express coming back for you? The Polar Express is coming back for me. It's giving me. There's another shot at the Polar Express. I I I don't know what I'm gonna do differently this time to convince them to let me on. I brought. I have a sign. I think it's a test. Do they have eggnog? Do they have eggnog? No, they have hot chocolate. They do the hot chocolate dance with the hot liquids. I, but I have the I have a sign. Uh, I have a big sign. I'm, I'm going. I'm going outside. I'm going outside. Stop here! Stop here for me, please, please. I want the bell. Can I have the bell, please? I don't know if they're gonna do it. I don't know if they're gonna stop, guys. Chris, I don't think they're stopping. And does this make you sad enough, or you're gonna go wander in a park and drink eggnog? Uh, it might. It just might. No, no, no! I'm still here. I'm still here. Get to the balcony, Chris. Okay, you guys, you guys keep trying the podcast. I'll, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over here, over here. Goodbye, Chris. Hey, hey Brian, yeah, do you John, wanna? It's just you. It's, it's, it's yeah. just you and me here. What, hey, what do you, what do, you, what do, you do you wanna like rig the? Do you wanna rig the computer to not give us bad episodes anymore? Uh, yeah, I can see. Uh, hold on a second. Let me just talk. Two, two in a two in a row. I gotta type some new code here, bud. <laughs> oh, are we? Are we? Are we movie hacking? Let me movie hack is. Uh, Let me movie I'm not movie hacking. I'm hacking. Oh. It might have gone away. And oh, oh, oh. there. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Did it. Okay. I did it. Okay. Hey, Chris. Hey. Oh, hey. You didn't catch it, huh? It might. It might be gone.